Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your cause It's Friday. It's Friday. <laughs> Who starts this thing on Friday? Well, I'm going to start it right now. <laughs> Let's get it going. Here we are. And of course, it's Friday, which means we want to invite everybody. We've been inviting everybody all week we long have, yes. because of the Vacation Bible School that happened earlier. Mm-hmm. But on Sunday, it's going to be the Day of the Lord. And so the Livingston congregation is going to be meeting together and assembling and worshiping at God's footstool. I hope we're excited about it, particularly after reading this song this so, week. Yeah, we want to invite you. I'm sure that this week you've spent time worshiping on your own. You've spent time worshiping with your family if you if you get that blessing. Uh, but we'd like to encourage and invite you for another blessing to worship at the footstool of God with the at the holy hill of God mm-hmm. with his church yes the Mount Zion the assembly of the firstborn we'd love for you to be here Sunday you can find out more about our times and locations at christiansmeethere.org and of course it's Friday and it's always a good Friday on text talk so we're going to talk about Jesus we've we've had a hard time staying away from it all week long well, because this true this this psalm just so lends itself to looking at worship and what we find about the temple in the New Testament. But let's just read Psalm 99 for now. I'm going to be reading from the Robert Alter translation. Uh, Again, this is a single translator translation, which keep in mind what that is. He is translating. It's not a paraphrase, but it's one person. It's not a committee that's checking. So so here we have his idea, but I, I think it'll be a good thing for us to read. Here's what we have in Psalm 99. The Lord reigns, peoples tremble, enthroned upon cherubim, the earth shakes. The Lord is great in Zion and exalted over all the peoples. They acclaim your name, great and fearful. He is holy, and with a king's strength he loves justice. You firmly founded righteousness, judgment, and justice in Jacob you made. Exalt the Lord our God and bow down to his footstool. He is holy. Moses and Aaron among his priests, and Samuel among those who call on his name, called to the Lord, and he answered them. In a pillar of cloud did he speak to them. They kept his precepts and the statute he gave them. Lord our God, it was you who answered them. A forbearing God you were to them, yet an avenger of their misdeeds. Exalt the Lord our God and bow to his holy mountain, for the Lord our God is holy. Amen. He's holy. He's holy. He's holy. This this psalm has just driven that home, and I hope we've got that. You know, we haven't we haven't commented on this this week, and that is that you know since about Psalm ninety three, we've had a series of psalms that are royal psalms mm-hmm. talking about the reign and kingdom of God. This psalm is a part of that. It's it's the last one that has this statement in this section about you know the Lord reigns, the Lord is King. Yeah, uh, I think as we continue on, we'll still see some of that imagery, but uh, some of that idea. But this is the last one that has that statement: the Lord reigns, the Lord is King. As a Christian, I believe Jesus is the Lord. Yes. And so I see Christ in this psalm. It's it's easy to make some connections here to the good things that we have in the gospel. Uh, for me, I, I see connections with the uh, highlighting of priests. You have Moses and Aaron, Samuel. And what's notable about them is that they called upon his name in uh, Psalm 99 and verse 6. They mm. called upon the Lord mm-hmm. and he answered them. And the beauty there of the willingness of God to condescend his ear to listen to people calling out to him 
And I notice that the same kind of language is used in the New Testament as the gospel is preached. In Acts chapter 2, Peter quotes from the prophecy of Joel on the day of Pentecost. And in verse 21, he said, It shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And this prophecy is preached here on the day of Pentecost in part to explain the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the apostles and people speaking in tongues, uh, which was a miracle and quite confusing to the people of Jerusalem who gathered to hear this preaching. But what a wonderful promise that whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Of course, as Peter goes on to preach and make his case, it is that Jesus of Nazareth has been made both Lord and Christ. He is the one who, uh, by God's foreordained plan, was taken, was crucified, was killed, but he would not allow his Holy One to see corruption, which is about his resurrection. He raised him from the dead. That Jesus Christ is, excuse me, that Jesus is Lord and Christ. And so then it is who would call upon his name shall be saved. The beautiful name of Jesus. In Acts chapter 4 and Verse number 12, Acts 4 and verse number 12, uh, Peter was preaching there that there is no, excuse me, there is salvation not in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. The Lord Jesus Christ is his name. And so we began to wonder, well, how is it then that we call upon the name of the Lord? The people on the day of Pentecost even asked Peter, Brethren, what shall we do? What must we do? And he has given instruction to them to what they ought to do. In verse 38, it says, Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. He says that you call on the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. He encouraged them to be saved from this perverse generation. And when they gladly received his word, what did they do to call on his name? It says that they were baptized, mm. baptized for the remission of sins, baptized to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. In fact, this chapter ends in Acts chapter 2 and verse 47, that the Lord added to their number or added to the church daily those who were being saved. It's this beautiful uh, evangelization into existence of the church of the Lord as they heard this message that they could be saved of their sins if they would call on his name. And they did. They called on the Lord in their faithful repentance and baptism. Think, think of the thread that you've just demonstrated here for us here in Psalm 99 coming into the New Covenant. Because yesterday we talked about Aaron and Moses and Samuel mm -hmm. and their calling on the Lord. And in both of the instances we brought up, which I think Psalm 99 is bringing to our mind, following Korah, Dathan, and Abiram's rebellion, and then uh, dealing with the Philistines under Samuel, uh, both of these instances where the people had sinned, mm -hmm. God was punishing them for their sin. And so here in the Psalm, it highlights being God... Yes, you avenged their wrongdoing, but Moses and Aaron call out to the Lord, and what does he do? He forgives and yeah, saves. Yeah. Samuel calls out to the Lord, and what does he do? He forgives and he saves, and they called on the name of the Lord. Here, the psalm itself, so that's that's 
the beginning of the thread, at least as the psalm shows it. The psalm itself shows here's what's happened with Israel as the nation. Uh, Israel, the northern kingdom, taken into Assyrian captivity. Judah, the southern kingdom, taken into Babylonian captivity. It all kind of consolidates. But again, we have that idea of the people called on God mm-hmm. uh, via Daniel as a representative, at least as we see in Scripture. But as they call on the Lord, God has avenged wrongdoing, but they called on his name. And what did he do? He saved and delivered. And this sets the stage for all of humanity. And that's what you've just brought up. What a powerful picture that is, calling on the name of the Lord. And so this phrase gets used in Acts chapter 2, calling on the name of the Lord. Why? Because he does avenge wrongdoing. But when you call on the name of the Lord, he is a forgiving God. He is merciful. And so this psalm brings that same concept to mind. For me, I tie all that together also because I, I can't help but notice the very specific thing of avenging and forgiving, both of those things being brought Doing up. both. I recognize, and yesterday brought this up, that there is the disciplining that God does. Hebrews chapter 12 explains that God will discipline. He disciplines children he loves. He's disciplined me. He's disciplined you. He will continue to do that for us as we mess up and as we need it because that's how we grow. That's how we become more like him. And so there is a sense of avenging the wrongdoing. But man, when I think about that, I know that what God has not done has come anywhere close to bringing avenging into my life as I deserve it for my sins. I'm sure you would feel the same way about your own. Uh, you know, I mean, you know you better than I do, and that's, that's yeah. our thing. We all know our own sins best, and it's like sit here amazed that God hasn't just blotted us out, yeah. and yet he hasn't. Why? Because what he did, and we see this demonstrated in Isaiah 53, he took that avenging and he came into the world himself in the person of Jesus, God the Son, and he went to the cross and he suffered on the cross and he was oppressed and he was smitten and he was stricken and he bore my sins and he he took on what was mine and he was punished. He suffered that. Why? So that when I call on his name, I can receive the forgiveness. Uh, right there in the person of Jesus, we find the, the avenging and the forgiving all at the same time. As Jesus bore the avenging, mm-hmm. as he bore that mm-hmm. on the cross so that what I could have is the forgiving, which, which now brings us back to the thread you've pulled on here. I got to call on his name yeah. if, I, if I want that. Otherwise, in the end, it's just going to be me having the avenging uh, of the sins as I deserve. But Jesus died so that I could instead have the forgiveness. And I think there's a little challenge here for Bible students, for Christians to try to figure out, well, what exactly is meant by calling on his name? Yes. Because that language, I'm, you know, I would be the first to admit, I, I think it sounds more like talking mm-hmm. or yelling, hollering, <laughs> praying. Yeah. And there would be some people who would tell you, well, the way you call on his name is to pray. That's all it is. Just say the prayer. Say the prayer with me and believe the prayer. But I do want to emphasize that as Peter was explaining this prophecy, he does not tell them to say a prayer. That's not knocking prayer, but that is not the instruction for what it is to call on the name of the Lord. He tells them to repent. He tells them to be baptized. 
later in the Apostle Paul's uh, testimony about his own uh, conversion, it, the same instruction is told. Call on the name of the Lord. You have that. Yeah, I actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's that's where I was going as you were talking. I was thinking about this. Acts twenty two sixteen. As Ananias comes to Saul, who's been praying for three days. Three days. He's, he's been, been fasting praying. and praying for three days. And Ananias says to him, "And now, why do you wait?" rise and be baptized and wash away your sins. I mean, surely if God had a prayer that we were supposed to say yeah. that would take those sins away, that would bring us into Jesus Christ, that was the means by which we called on his name, Saul's been praying for three days. Right? He's been fasting for three days. Those sins are still there. He's still in the middle of that. And Ananias is teaching him what he's supposed to do. And what he says, rise and be baptized and wash away your sins calling on his name calling on his name which which ties in with what yeah. you're saying right there calling on the name of the lord and so i happening in baptism when we have an opportunity to make that clear to people i just i, I just think we need to uh, it might be a little confusing uh, at first blush but if you just study it i mean the the apostles and these gospel preachers are actually quite specific in telling people what to do to be obedient and respond to this Savior, Jesus Christ, to call on his name. I, listen, not only when we have opportunities should we do it, I think we need to make and manufacture opportunities <laughs> to do it. I, I think uh, recently I had the great joy. I, I met a fella at Chick-fil-A. I, I was sitting there studying, and we got to talking, and he has become a child of God. Mm. And after after dying with Christ in baptism, as the New Testament says, I mean, he's, he's frustrated because he grew up going to churches. He grew up going to religious schools and he's like look it's right there it's right there it says this yes why didn't they tell me this in these churches i was in mm. and i gotta tell you i'm i'm right now I'm, I'm a little bit incensed about it because i think he's got a point yeah here are folks that are saying we're going to we're going to point people to the lord yeah. they're, they're very spiritually minded they're very and yet, there's some very clear teaching that is being twisted and perverted and just overlooked, just dropped to, to say things that we don't find in Scripture because we are never told in Scripture, in scripture. say a sinner's prayer. Mm -hmm. We're never told in Scripture that some, some of these things that get mentioned today. What we're told, Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized. You've yeah. already brought it up. Yeah. Acts 22.16, what are you waiting for? Rise and be baptized and wash away your sins. Yes. Calling on the name of the Lord. We need to be saying that. Ah, man. There's, there's a lot of things that I, I can struggle with and, you know, some of the things that, that folks disagree about that I'm like, okay, we can work on that. But this is a biggie. Yeah, it and is. And I, I just, we, we got to, yeah. this needs to be taught because it's mm -hmm. what it says. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is calling on the name of the Lord. And that's what we need to do. Amen. Exalt him, worship him, not me, not do things my way. Because he is holy. Yeah, absolutely. We need to wrap up. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and lead us out in prayer? Our great God and Father, Lord, thank you. Thank you for hearing our prayers. Thank you for being mindful of our situation. Thank you for sending Jesus, the Lord and the Christ. Father, to be the fulfillment of your plan to save sinners like me. Lord, I thank you for that grace and that gospel and the power of it. I pray, Lord, that it is preached, it will be preached as it was preached by Peter and preached by these first century uh, gospel preachers that we see in the book of Acts, and people will be told, yes, they need to call on the name of the Lord. They need to repent, to be baptized, immersed in water for the remission of their sins, to wash their sins away, to call on the name of the Lord. And I pray, God, that as we make our efforts to share this good news with others, you might, Father, bless us with eyes to be able to see many being baptized and calling on your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. 
I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.